And welcome to season two! Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we started off strong, guys. The boys, girls, and the other people. I'm on the floor. Boys, girls, and non binary pals. That's what I meant. <laughs> non binary pals. Guys, gals, and non binary pals. That was it. Okay. How was summer? How was the summer of y'all's? That's for Oklahoma coming out. No, that is, <laughs> that is not okay. That's discrimination. That's I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I said ice cube down my throat. Oh, okay. Wow. Summer, how was your summer, Chris? It was good. I had an internship. Next. How was that? Oh. It, it was good. <laughs> it was a, a lot. It was for uh, non-profit. Um, non-profit stuff is interesting. Very disorganized, but it was fun and rewarding. And yes, I worked with inner city youth. Yes. Oh, wow. Fun times. How was your summer, Chris? <clears throat> I had a minimum wage job and it sucked. Damn. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I yeah, relate. My internship I relate. Was paid. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was awful. Mm. It was terrible. I don't care. I relate. At least, you know, you had a job over the summer, you know, making money. It was, <laughs> you know, it was, it was good. just transcribing financial information. Rip. And it hurt me on so many levels. Physical or emotional? Both. Both. Physically, emotionally, mentally. I, I don't know if you've ever typed for four hours straight. I, I don't type in general. I don't know what typing. I did it all through my thoughts. Oh, yeah, I have that little dragon thing you just speak to your computer. Mm -hmm. It's like Siri for the computer. No, I, I wish people had that. This bit has gone on for way too long. This entire podcast is gone on. Would you even see our face? I was like, I ready to start. <laughs> Um, how was your summer? Hot. How was your summer? It was also hot. Both in Florida, so. Yeah. Mine was a dry heat, which is better. Then you're in Oklahoma. Yeah, so, so how better was it? Okay, I'm just kidding, Taylor. We love our family friends in Oklahoma. All the, our listeners are from Oklahoma, so we. <laughs> <laughs> half of our listeners. Where's the other half? Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, Canada, Russia. <laughs> there is Germany. one guy from Germany that listens. He I was literally me. about to say Germany. He messaged me. Yes. Really? Yes, he messaged so me. So our German shout friend out. Utah. Shout out to oh, shout out. Okay, shout out to Mark from Germany. Thanks, buddy. Wow, that was thank you, Mark. Great. Yes. Nice, cool. All right. <laughs> So, what are we talking about today? Thanks, Chris, for asking me a question that I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> so today, we're going to do a summer recap. So, first, we're going to talk about um, the main movies that we all feel like we need to talk about. And then we're also going to talk about some honorable mentions later that will just say you should watch this, you know? Um, all right. So, let's get into it. So, first movie is, that came out this summer was Deadpool 2. Um, what, are, what are our feelings? <laughs> I loved it. This is Chris, by the way. Wait, we were Sorry. Um, start over. I enjoyed Deadpool 2. It was a lot of fun. Much better than the first. More mm -hmm. laughs. More cries. More mm -hmm. feels. Mm -hmm. 
It was just a really, really, really good movie. I actually really agree, because I liked it better than the first one, in my opinion. Um, I liked the angle they went towards. Um, I did like how low Deadpool got after the incident that happened at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. I don't know. I just really liked how they dealt with the humor. It was more out there humor. Too. Yeah, honestly, they really, like, I was surprised at how well they balanced, like, the sadness, but, like, also the I know. humor and the action. That's what I really liked. I really that. didn't expect that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Deadpool 2. 2? Yeah, I saw Deadpool 2, too, man. It was great. Um, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it's better than the first one. I think it's funnier at points, I, but I don't think it's structure-wise it holds up as well. Um, because the beginning seemed to drag on for a while till we get to um, that good song by Celine Dion. That's but, fair. Um, and like, I liked all the stuff uh, with Deadpool and the emotional tie there. Um, but certain things just didn't felt rushed or dragged on a bit long too. But it was funnier for me. But the first one was more compact and like better told story in my opinion. I like the fact that whenever Deadpool uh, had lost his powers at points in the film, uh, he wasn't able to break the fourth wall. (gasps) Suggesting that perhaps that's part of his power. That's a good point. Yeah, That is true. Wow. Thank you. I was like, that's that's part of it. I gotta rewatch it now. Yeah. One of my favorite things in this movie was the unplugged version of Take On Me. I could not handle myself during that scene because that song was so good. It's the inferior version of that song. Stop, that is not true. The un- Everything, true you need to unplug everything. No, I don't need to unplug everything. Unplug everything. Okay. Unplug everything. Unplug would be good? No, it would be horrible. <laughs> What is that? Most okay, most songs exactly. mo- Okay, most songs are better acoustic. That's just a fact. No, it's it's not a given fact. fact. It's not yes. Fact. Acoustic has its place. Oh and this is not the podcast. Just saying, gotta look up some good acoustic ones. Next movie <laughs> is solo a Star Wars story. That's true. I uh, go. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oof. Oof. Remember much that happened in that movie because you don't really have to remember much that happens in that movie because it doesn't really matter. <gasps> Hot take. What did I do? <laughs> oh. No. Like I agree. I yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, I like t- the ending of it, but I know that ending will never pay off and we'll never see those characters again. Right? Oh, sure. I get that. Oh. For me, I thought this was a super. Like I think this is. This is, I. I thought this was a really fun Star Wars movie. Um, that's why I really liked it. It was really entertaining and it was different, and it felt like people could go into this movie watching it and never seen a Star Wars movie, because like it was very like playful and yeah. also had humor at certain points. That's why I liked it again as a movie itself and in the Star Wars universe. I get what people are liking, but 
I have no I'm major major yeah. qualms. Me it's either. Fine, but like, it's honestly, nothing more than fine. Yeah, I kind of compare this movie as well to like Ant Man and the Wasp, which I don't know if we're talking about later or not. But like, like both movies are very like okay movies for like their respective universes, in my opinion. Like they're fun to watch. There's many good things to enjoy, but there's nothing particularly that makes it stand out from the arrest. Well, that's interesting, Chris. I think you're wrong. I think this movie is amazing. So, so great. I had the, it was one of the best times I've ever had watching this movie. It was generally a fun time for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I'm, I don't know, I know stuff about Star Wars. So like seeing that happen on screen, I liked it better than, I, I hated Rogue One. So I liked it better than, yeah, I hated Rogue One. We're gonna have words. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. At least I got character development in this movie. Uh, <laughs> the, the I mean, he's not wrong. You don't need character development the fight in the wrong Speaking of character development, so I enjoyed Solo. However, I feel that his character arc was kind of similar to what he went through in A New Hope. And sort of like, I mean. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Uh, sort of felt redundant in that. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Because definitely in this one, it seems like, oh. It's, he's gonna be, when the New Hope starts, he should be already there. It's really but, it also, this is before he does anything with Jabba. And this is, and now he's getting into the trade of doing... Smuggler. Being the smuggler. So, I can see, like, he, he has a taste of that. And he's like, it's not really, I'm going back. He had the opportunity right then to go and, or whatever. But then he was like, nah, I'm gonna do the smuggle thing. I'm seeing to do that. So I feel like... So in Solo, you see that it's in him already. So hey, we gotta stop right now. I forgot to do Jed's thing. We'll be right back after these messages. And we're back. Welcome back. Where what we're doing again? Solo Talk about films and film podcast we're doing. Oh, Solo, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I think a lot of people may say it was fan service. I don't think so. I don't think it tried to like fill in plot holes or like overdo anything. I feel like for me that the castle run is something I've always wanted to see. I didn't know how they were going to do it and I got to see it. I was super happy. I think Alden Ehrenreich and was a great Han Solo and his but dynamic with Chewbacca was the highlight of the entire movie. I, If you want more about my feelings, you can uh, read my mini review on our Instagram page or Facebook page. Um, but that's me, Kieran Gordon, signing out about Solo. I agree. All right. <laughs> Yeah, alright. Um, so the next movie we're going to talk about is Oceans 8. Which is silly because there's only seven oceans. That was just so dumb. I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. Um, oh, I get it. <laughs> That one friend. He's lost in the eighth ocean. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were talking about the movies. I was like, no, there's only a few movies. I, don't know what you're uh, I enjoyed it. Thank you. I had fun. Yeah, yeah, I, think she, <laughs> I feel like you enjoyed it too. It's exactly yeah. what you want. It's a fun high school. I think she's talking about the movies. Oh, yeah. Don't talk your own horn too much, Charles. <laughs> I'm damaged. No. Are uh, we okay? Come <laughs> on. Uh, yes. Uh, that movie, I thought it was really fun. Uh, Rihanna was great. Aquafina was great. 
Um, the other women were great. I don't remember all their names. <laughs> Kate Blanchett, goddess. Um, Sarah yeah. Paulson. Sarah Paulson, goddess. Who's next? Sandra Bullock. She was great. She was great. <laughs> yeah, I love fucking love her. Oh yeah. I expected a bit more from Randall. Not gonna lie. I want to speaking about expecting a bit more. Uh huh. That's could would be what could be said about this movie for me in general. That's. Fair. I was honestly disappointed when I watched this movie. Like it was good, but like I. Figured it was gonna be better, like, cause everyone was hyping it up, I and know. I don't know. I just I thought the pacing was super weird. Yeah, there was. Um, I agree with that. Pacing was a bit off. A, a lot of the movie seemed to like, get boring, uh, dragged for a bit. For yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it, I I guess I was wanting like the same type of fuel that I got with like Ocean's Eleven or something. With that, I don't know, because it's the same universe, Danny yeah. Ocean's sister, you know, I just wanted, like, but it, it felt, it didn't feel as, like, genuine, I guess, maybe, for me. Right. It, it felt a little bit, like, studio-mandated type thing. I get you. Yeah. I mean, I never saw the, any of the other Oceans, so I didn't really know uh, what to expect. So, like, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the, like, original movie. Uh, like, not the original movie, but the... No, I know what you mean. Rat Pack, but, like... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. My biggest issue with it was that there wasn't like too much of like, like yes, there was a conflict per se, but like there was no like obstacles. You know, they just kind of like really did the thing really yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. I heard. I actually read something or no, saw a video of a review about this, and they said there was no like human antagonist in this movie. Currently trying to stop them throughout. Not, the not just that, or like no, no, like mess ups. You yeah, know what I mean. No, like yeah. I've seen heist movies before, and like something like bad, some sometimes yeah. happens, and then they have to work their yeah, way around. There's usually like something going on that's conflicting with what they're trying to do. In this movie, yeah. there wasn't any really any of that. Yeah, it was just all planned perfect. Yeah. yeah. The so. biggest moment of suspense in that movie is scanning. Scanning the necklace with yeah. the glasses. Oh, which true. I forgot. Helena Bonham Carter. I like. That. I would watch anything with her. Next. Same. But that was like the the only moment of suspense and conflict, yeah. and that was them planning it. Like even it when James Corden came in, it was, he wasn't even a cop. He was just like the insurance guy. He was no. just James Corden. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the problem. I have a, like James Corden. I have a problem with James Corden because he's like the same person in like everything he's in. True. And like. <laughs> So, Peter Rabbit, though. He's the same person. He's just himself as a rabbit. No. <laughs> He's just himself as a rabbit? Like, Wait, he was the rabbit? Yeah, he was Peter yeah, Rabbit. he was Peter Rabbit. Oh, you couldn't tell? He really died. He dove into that character. That's what I'm saying, is James <laughs> Corden. Sometimes it just goes all out, you know? Yeah, Ocean's 8. It's good. It was good. Okay. It was good. Okay. I give it. Um. I guess three point five. We're not. We're not. Cartier. Um. About this. Okay. So there's this movie that came out called First Reformed by A24. And ten seconds start right now. Okay. Yeah, there's like six of those. Anyway, First Reformed is a, an amazing movie that everyone should see. Um, it's very different take on filmmaking and writing, in my opinion. Um, I'm sad that not a lot of people got to see it. it wasn't anywhere though. Like but it was nowhere near me. Really? Yeah. No. Nowhere at all. This is the first time I've heard of it. Me too. It was at the AMC um, where I saw it, but. 
I was really surprised that they didn't do very well in advertising because this movie was really amazing and it's very underrated. Screenplay better get an Oscar nomination, but um, if it gets there. Um, but I do recommend Fresh Reformed. Um, yeah, okay. So Hereditary. Hereditary mm -hmm. is necessarily a scary movie, I would say. I just think it's one of the most unsettling movies I've seen. I just kept you dead sister. <laughs> I didn't even think it was unsettling. I just thought it was boring. Really? I, was like, I was just waiting for something to happen in the whole movie. Oh, even when it was like quote unquote creepy, I was just like, yeah. I don't know. I, I wasn't. I was never like. I had, my roommate was like deeply uncomfortable the whole movie. and wanted to like throw up, but I just wasn't. Yeah. No. It's, Go ahead, sorry. Uh, it's. I'm just that scene after he drives into the hole and he's oh, just yeah. sitting there just for like there. two minutes, and it's just his face, like, and you just and you every try, second. He tries to look at the at the, the rearview mirror. It just. It's just. It just weighs down on you. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, and you can't escape it. It's like he can't I was, escape. I was sitting there, I'm like, because first of all, I'm like, wait, what just happened? Because I thought I didn't realize what, know. and then I'm just like, oh fuck, for the solid two minutes, <laughs> just saying, whispering that under my breath. I thought Hereditary was a very like creepy movie. I personally did. Like I like the trailers were like the scariest movie you've ever seen. And I'm like, it's not, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's very creepy, and I can see why. Uh, I saw the theater I saw it with was very like, oh my god, they were creeped out about it. The person I went to see it with, she was very creeped out about it. So like, I I understand where they're coming from. Uh, to me, very creepy imagery throughout. Um, very well shot movie is what I took away from it because yeah. like the way the camera moves and the framing they did was like not like a horror movie typically does that to me i horror movies i just went and saw the nun trust me on this horror movies i just felt like i don't know they framed this like a lot of people like hyped this up and framed it as like a very different horror movie but i still found it very very conventional i, I, I think the most conventional part was the ending where they're like okay this is what just happened, and I'm like, you didn't need any of that. The naked people praying to this man thing. As fun as that is. Explaining what everything meant and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you don't need that. You you could like <laughs> Carly uh, brought this up. I don't know. Do you want to say? Yeah, I felt like the movie was going to end when the son, after he throws himself out the window, um, a like sits up and he sees a mom like just kind of hovering up the stairs into the treehouse and then I thought he's gonna go up the stairs and just gonna cut like as he's going up the stairs because it felt like that, that would have been a great ending that would have been ended, like that open end and then we went into the treehouse and then it all just like it literally it got thrown out the window too like I didn't know what was going on yeah. Um, it was like exposition at the end. I was like, yeah. It was He's like reading yeah. what happened to us. It's like when you see like Lord of the Rings expositions right at the beginning, like 15 minutes of exposition. This was like, we don't want to bore people at the beginning, so let's just put it all up. But they did. It was like <laughs> I long at the too. Like it wasn't just a minute scene. Yeah. It was like a 10 minute 
thing of just like naked people. Yeah. I, really, I, th- I found that very creepy though, unsettling watching all that happen. I loved um, the, the protagonist, uh, the mother, t- uh, played by Toni Collette. She was really, she, really she good. Was very well acted. Oh, yeah. I feel like and she the should be nominated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, I think there was great acting throughout this entire movie. Certain parts, uh, the part where they do the seance or something in their own house, and then the kid's like, Mom, stop, Mom. <laughs> After a while, I started chuckling at the kid. Uh, yeah. Doing that. Like, he was he was in Jumanji. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was great. Um, he was in Jumanji. He was in Naked Brothers Band. He was in the Naked Oof. Brothers Band? Yeah, he's one of the brothers. Oh my god. Wow. He's one of the Naked Brothers. Oh, you're talking about Alex Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. I'm he's old. also in <laughs> one of my favorite movies, Stuck in Love. It's great. Fun facts with Taylor. What's Are we ready to go on? Yeah, okay, yeah. so the next yeah. movie is Incredibles 2. Da, 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 da. Go ahead, Carly, you start us off. It seems like you have a lot to say, so just let it off your chest, Carly. This was, um, hands down, the best movie of the summer. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'll fight anyone in the street who says otherwise. You didn't see Jurassic World. Uh, yeah, yeah no. True. <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> but I would say this is for me one of my favorite movies. Like I love the first Incredibles movie. Um, it took me a while to actually get into it because um, it it is a more mature movie. Like I was five years old when it came out, so like. I, once I got into it and I realized that, oh no, the sequel's never coming, and then they finally announced the sequel, and everyone's like, it's not going to live up to it, it's not going to live up to it, and then it comes out, and it exceeded every expectation I had, and like, you come out of that theater, I went with my parents, and we watched it like in the big cinema, like the Dolby cinema and stuff, and it's just like, just such a feeling of just pure happiness coming out of that movie. Like, just feeling like you're a kid again. And I've never had a movie give me that feeling, so I was like, gotta put that up there. Well, I know the director uh, purposely waited off making the sequel until he felt that he had the ability to make something with the integrity like the first one. Which I feel, I feel that a lot of directors, even on their own standing or with studio backing, wouldn't be able to do that. So I have to give kudos to him to do that. I, like, he says it, and by all means, he probably means it 100%, but he also tried his hand at live action for a bit, and he did Tomorrowland, and that bombed. It's a good movie. Yeah. I, I actually... I liked it, too. Yeah. It's really good. The ending's also a problem with Tomorrowland, but, um, like, that bombed, and I wonder if that was also a reading. Uh, maybe I'll go back to animation, and people can ask for credits, too. But, like, I agree. He probably was like, I need a story. Yeah, that is worth telling because I'm with him. I was with the group of people who was like, I saw Incredibles and I was like, I don't need another one. I know that they're just going on another adventure as a family now. Like, that's what I thought. The first one was good enough for me. Uh, That being said, the second one was great, amazing, and I loved that it came out. It was a much different movie than the first one, too. Like, the first one, I don't laugh all that much watching the first one. It's very sad, depressing. It was very it's mature. Very, very, very mature. 
Very. Like these kids straight up like killed people. Yeah. And, and if you look at like just like the color palette too. Yeah, it was much duller. Yeah. Dollar, yeah. Um, this one was more vibrant, more color, more useful, yeah. and like like Carly was saying in my review, I also said this like it made you feel like a kid again, mm-hmm. and it just brought back like that old superhero nostalgia yeah. that you don't see anymore because everything's like super dark and like you know serious. Yeah. But like, you hear that theme start playing, oh you're, you're back there, like, the I'm here. The, the, the okay. title card comes on, it's like, da 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 you're just in it, right? I'm good I've been waiting for so long, I'm ready. Uh, and, but like, uh, what you said about the the old fuel comic things, like, it had like a lot of inspiration through the back, like, the old, like, 60s yeah. and 70s comics. Yeah, and like, aesthetics um, too, yeah. from the house is like, oh, this is definitely 60s. Yeah, no, it was... And the, just the opening shot of the action scene where it's just Mr. Incredible riding like the super drill down and it's like just a silhouette of rocks hitting him in the face. I was like, woo! That, shot, that shot. shot is like Pixar saying, yep, we're the best. Yeah, we're still it's the best. We're always going to be shot. the best. Beautiful. <laughs> also, that kid that Violet is in love with had a huge glow up. Did you see? Yeah, <laughs> that went viral on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy God. I did not remember him looking like, like when I saw it, I was like, wow, they, he looks just like, but I was like, oh, wait, no, he does not look no. just like him. There are some like legitimately hilarious moments in the movie. Too. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Jack, Jack. With the fucking raccoon. raccoon. I'm sorry, not with the raccoon. Yeah, the raccoon. Yeah, the raccoon. Yeah, and cursing. The raccoon goes back and forth between the raccoons so and the bad guy on TV. Gets super angry and just terrifies this raccoon. I couldn't stop laughing from the beginning to end. The scene, it. like, at the diner with Violet. <laughs> oh, that my everybody. God. That was the best. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Her, her dad's like, she usually doesn't link like this. I'm <laughs> just like, what is this movie? I, I saw so it hard. next to like a group of, like it was, you could tell they were new parents. Yeah. So oh. just watching it next to these new parents and watching what he was going through. Yeah. Jack Jack keeps disappearing and then they would be like, you know, <laughs> I understand where he's coming from, he's coming around like, you can tell he's at like the five o'clock shadow and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were just having a great time just relating to that and that just made it so much better. Oh, and I loved uh, Edna Mode. I was gonna say my Jack. goddess. Yeah. That they put them together and I They made a short film of their They I, did? I think so. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't they're probably they'll probably release it with like the Blu-ray or DVD version of the movie. But yeah, so there's a short film that recaptures uh, what they went through. I will say the Pixar short before was so good. Oh, what was it? I about? loved it. It was. I sorry about that. <laughs> oh, the, the bow. The, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. I I loved it. It's the little the little bun. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. I just it was so cute and like it just the way it was animated was so. It's great. I, I was so upset because every dude, I saw Incredible Suit twice in the theater. Every time that short came on, they all everyone was like dying laughing and being like, "What the heck?" When she <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Come on, guys! She's obviously crying her eyes out right now. Why are you laughing at this poor woman?" Yeah. It got like half an hour. Everyone went. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when that happened, and like, some people, I, 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 every time I saw it, like, I was crying. Yeah. 
Because it was like everyone like everyone like yeah took in yeah it was and then a bunch of white people online were just like this is stupid this is a stupid (laughs) just I loved it honestly it was yeah yeah, it was really good um, another thing about Incredibles too it's some of the best it was a great action movie like for not just for animation just in general just a huge the motorcycle chase with Elastigirl Girl. With the new trains opening, amazingly well. They made oh. stretchy powers cool. So cool. Like what they're the amazing. coolest powers you can have. Exactly. Just like zooming through the city exactly. and everything. That was amazingly well done. Um, so I have to give credit to that. The only thing I say that I don't like about Incredibles Two is the villain, because yeah. personally, the minute the villain just walked on screen, I was like, ah, she. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, yeah, that was my gripe with yeah. it, like how predictable it was. But like, I, I then I reminded myself it's a kids movie. Yeah, but also the thing was, Incredibles one, you have an amazing villain. Yeah, Syndrome. that's true. That's the that's why I like that because Syndrome is such an amazing villain. It it feel almost feels like somehow I go I read this too. This like Syndrome should have been like it's like a second movie villain and this one was like the first movie villain to introduce you to like the main characters mm. but i i don't know maybe it's just because i love syndrome so much he's just actually, a really good villain he's just had like a personal connection to mm. yeah the incredible like mr incredible so i do like that in the second one though the villain is tied to like there's very much an obvious role reversal in mm. the movie which I'm normally not a huge fan of, mm-hmm. but it worked in this, and I feel like the villain kind of tied into the fact that it's about the new relationships and like trusting people, yeah. and specifically when that trust goes wrong. Because mm-hmm. like she hadn't been out there and doing this in a long time, so it kind of made sense. But you know, that's I was having such a good time that it didn't even phase me. And a little quick thing, Frozone. I just love him. And he got more to do, I think, with this one, so I was happy. I have one last comment about this, because I know we've been talking about it for a while, but this one comment I think is pretty important, because at, at like, a certain point, you know, it's, like, like the fate of, like, you know, everything lies in the hands of, like, the youth, and mm-hmm. I thought that was, like, a very strong and powerful message, especially, like, nowadays, because, you know, like, parents, like, always blame millennials and, like, Gen Z people for being stupid or doing this or not doing things right, but then in this movie you see them, like, kind of, like, beat the odds, save their parents, save the generation, like, before them, and it was just a really inspirational type of thing. There's a lot of just really good messages. Oh, yeah. Like, lots of things you're playing around with. Speaking of good messages, (laughs) so... We got Jurassic World Falling Kingdom. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It does have a good message. It technically <laughs> does, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear what this message is. <laughs> Entertain the masses. Make people happy, Chris. That's what oh, that was the message? No, the message actually is about, like, animal conservation Bread and animal rights protection. Like, I literally, okay, listen, okay, the, the whole scene, the whole scene when they went back to the island, I'm sorry, but the dinosaur, I, okay, I saw this, I'm sad to say this, I'm really sad to say this, but I saw that movie twice, and, only twice? 
<laughs> you saw Darwin it saw it time? 15 times. Oh, 16, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, so um, both times I cried watching that scene because I was like, I just can't. Like, it's just too much. Yeah, honestly, I fucking it's just, hate watching animals it's just It's crazy. the way, it's like the voice of yeah. the dinosaur. It's like, so let the brachiosaurus just stand up for it was really sad. Let us not forget what? that moments before that scene, they ramped a jeep into a boat and no one saw it. Look, <laughs> it's realistic, okay? Yeah, you realistic. You had lava fall over dinosaur's head and it was like, what an inconvenience. Hey, if you think about it, they technically, it could happen. Just so we're clear, you're defending this movie? Is that what's happening? I mean, I will defend it because I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it too. My gut was hurting from laughing. It doesn't change the fact. It was so incredibly stupid. I I thought the movie was okay. I thought the script was just bad. Really badly written. It was really badly written, but like it was directed the hell out of the director. Like the way it was shot. And so you got certain performances out of people. Like, and put together, it made it something it probably shouldn't have been enjoyable. And um, I thought that the, that scene with the dinosaur had gotten me, I'm not gonna lie. And the scene at the end with all the dinosaurs, like, being. Yeah, bad. and I'm, I'm like, like oh, you, you yeah. better freaking let those dinosaurs for out. Me. Like, if you don't let yeah, those that, MF that, dinosaurs that, out. Wait, wait, that scene was room for me because I swear. That when the zoom in on the little girl's eye, it was in a go all dinosaur. Oh, yeah. I was, I swore that was gonna happen, and I was like, it ruined well, everything for me. It ruined for it ruined for me when the girl did it. I'm like, okay, cool. But then she they're like, alive, whatever. Yeah. No, she's like, she's because a, I'm one of them. I'm one yeah. Of them. Yeah. That's why I thought her eye was gonna go all dinosaur. That. That's a twist that like nobody asked for. Nobody wanted. Like, like that movie that made it awkward. Like, I feel like that like the cloning of um, humans was like brought up in a book. In the book. it was in the original yeah. original premise would be like dinosaur uh, human hybrids in Jurassic World, and in the book they mentioned that too. Okay. And so they're trying to shoehorn that in. I mean, so. yeah, the book, but like I don't know. It's just. It just felt so weird. Like, where, who was that old man? Oh, by the way, he worked with John. John, Hammond. John Hammond. Yeah, I was. I was thinking, like, was he in the original movie? Because, no, like, I like, like that's what I was thinking. And then, I, yeah, I figured out he no, was. Like, it felt like two different movies, though. Like half, half of it, like the island movie was great. I liked the island movie way better than like the. When I went to the auction. Oh, the auction was... Okay, it was hilarious. All aspects of the auction were hilarious. When when you had, like, the hard-hitting dinosaur, like, running, people were like, whoa, flying through the air. When, when... When... Well, what was the dinosaur's name? Can you please reenact all of Jurassic World falling cake? I'll do that in a very special podcast. Indirector. He looking like smiles at the camera. That's what I loved about that. That was so great. At that moment, I'm like, oh, the director knows what movie he's making. No, because it was twice it happened, right? Because he would like do it and then he like close his eyes and he's like, open his eyes, smirked at the camera. Uh, I died laughing. Everyone in the team. I must have suppressed that part because I don't remember. It was so funny. It was I'm sorry. 
checked out. Yeah, same. No, but like also that, but I found it very stupid that like a minute before that scene took place, there was like twenty people in that room, and then all of a sudden, there's just everyone's gone. Yeah, it's like where did Chris Pratt go? He was literally in there fighting. Yeah. Where did Chris Pratt learn how to fight too? Like, it's a good question. Where did Chris Pratt learn to metabolize tranquilizers so fast? I'm <laughs> Listen. I can't. I can't. I can't. I blacked out that scene. I just, I just love that he opened and like the lava's right there, and he just. He's like, mm. how can you get away that fast when you're like whole body's paralyzed? But I will say, for such a stupid year, and then they roll off the cliff into the water, yeah. and it's like a long take of yeah. them trying to get out. That was a really cool. That was a good. They should have died, but it was really cool. I also like the one with the. Uh, Indoraptor in the house and like it's crawling on the roof and it sort of like does like a 360 like spin. Yeah. There were like a yeah. couple yeah. shots that were really good, yeah. but the rest of it was just incoherent. For me, I summarize Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom as a series of really stupid decisions. <laughs> like just for, that don't even make sense. That don't make any sense. Like why would you go back to the like they knew that show was gonna blow up, and then the second they got there, it like blew up. And, uh, see, okay, so Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom for me is probably in like the upper tier of like the Jurassic Park franchise. Because if you think about it, Jurassic Park franchise is god awful. There's only really one great movie yeah. in Jurassic Park franchise, and it's Jurassic Park. Yeah, another movie is not great, but Fallen Kingdom I thought was like something it, it took it different they made it more comedic and more like just like hey you know how ridiculous this can go mm-hmm. and i thought they had fun with that it kind of felt like the cabin in the woods version of Jurassic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it kind of like it did not take itself seriously. i really want for the next jurassic world because like it's the spoiler uh Exactly. Well, the dinosaurs are like there roaming are around the city. So, the yeah, they're like roaming around the city. I really want like a full house style sitcom where it's like, it's like, who Dude. ate the pot pie? Oh. <laughs> Fido with <laughs> the T Rex. There's a TV show back in the 90s called Dinosaurs. And it's about dinosaurs who had jobs came home. I sitcom. love that. <laughs> Wait, is that the one where it's like, I'm the baby kind of thing? Yes! Yes! So just I want that. that. That needs to be with the next Jurassic World. Did literally did you know this entire thing was just to reboot that <laughs> show? This is a, it all makes sense. Yeah. It all adds together. The next one to be uh, about a minute and a half long, and it's just like military strikes on just all the dinosaurs, and they kill them. No, I want it to be yeah. full-on Planet of the Apes style dinosaur. <laughs> right I, I, really, I actually really don't want that, but I feel like that's where they're going with it. Dinosaurs are riding horses. What? Dinosaurs on horses. They'll be like raptors together strong. It'll be great. It'll be amazing. I love that. Oh, okay. I love. Okay, I like the relationship between Blue and Chris. Yeah, I feel like it was like a dog and his master. I feel like in the next movie, instead of like Chris Pratt being the main character, I feel like Blue should be the main character, and we follow Blue around everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like the main character. Yes, and so we can like we can like show like they can do something where they like show the feelings of Blue and it just it, it or maybe work. maybe they let the franchise die. I just want less humans or in my dinosaur movies. Or maybe 
<laughs> we could start talking about next mm, movie. So good. Okay. So smooth. Wow. The next movie that we're going to talk about for a hot second is Blind Spotting. Never heard of Blind Spot. Okay, so Blind Spotting. This. How do I? How do I start, Jervis? I don't know. Where do you want to start? How do I start with this movie? So Blind Spotting like literally blew me away because from the trailer, I'm not saying the trailer didn't make it look good, but it looked like it was like an eh, okay movie. But after seeing it, I just I was completely blown away. The story was amazing. The screenplay was phenomenal. Um, It was written by Davi Diggs, who also stars in it. Fun facts. Everyone's on their phones right now, so. Because none of us have seen this movie. Yeah. You've seen this movie. You told me that you saw this movie. Gah. Um, Anyway. um, No, you told me at. um, I didn't. Somewhere. Oh, when we went to... This is not important. Roboto's. Um, I don't... What, no. Have you seen it? What are you mean about? Did you... I thought you... That's... You didn't see Bloods. No. Remember when this episode was going to be 25 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me just say real quick. Everyone should see Blind Spotting. Um, it has a lot of rap in it. And they replaced the dialogue with rap at certain moments in the movie, which shouldn't work, but it flowed so well, and it was great. Um, but yeah, just see the movie. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, next is Mission Impossible Fallout. I saw this one. In yeah. Dolby Cinema. I recommend any good action movie Dolby in Dolby Cinema. Because it's just so much fun. And that movie, you get in there, and once again, that theme starts playing. You know, you're just, you're in for a really good time. How's that theme go again, Karen? Tom Cruise is just amazing. Tom Cruise is amazing, that is a fact. But he's like 50, what, 53 or something? 102? Yeah, maybe. Probably. Let's be honest. It's close. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I, I, thoroughly, I thought this was a great uh, Mission Impossible yeah. movie. It's not as good. I don't know. I'm still debating. It may be because like, uh, Ghost Protocol was like my favorite Mission Impossible one. But this one was really good. Like, I have only seen, like, I would say I've only seen the last The thing. new age yeah. kind of a Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. So the Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, yeah, and then Fallout. Mm-hmm. Rogue Nation I actually watched after Fallout. Ooh, really? Yeah, because I, I realized that Fallout is a direct sequel. I didn't realize yeah. that. But Rogue Nation I really enjoyed, but I feel like Fallout is just such a spectacle all around. Mm-hmm. Like that helicopter scene at the end, I feel like it was a little bit long, but no. then you take a step back and you're like, this is really cool. Like this is my favorite. There's so much going I on. I love the Halo jump scene where it just Oh, that's like, amazing. Amazing. It was great. And they shot that actually they just filmed Tom Cruise jumping out of the airplane. Like hundreds of times. Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't know what Madman. 
And I'll be honest, when I first saw the trailers, I kind of rolled my eyes and was like, oh, we're in another Mission Impossible movie. Oh, and I saw it, and I was like, oh! Yeah. That was, that was good. And it actually had some good character moments yeah. in it, and it was a very well done story. I don't know. It was. It's a really pretty movie, too. Very well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love the scenes when I, I guess it was a club, but like they go in to oh, yeah. meet, like, meet, like, that woman. Good. And they're like walking and it's like all the mirrors and the and stuff. That's yeah. such a pretty shot. And that's the Kirby from the Kirby. Oh yeah. Alright. I'm gonna butt in here for a second. So, uh, I really loved the last 30 minutes of this movie. That is what I will say that was great about the movie. Uh, 30 minutes. The entire movie followed well. <laughs> let me, let me say this. Let, hey, hey, let me talk. Let me talk. I let you talk. No, let me talk. Okay. Let you okay. talk about first reform. <laughs> anyway, let me talk, okay? So, I was... Okay, I have not seen Rogue Nation, and I should have because I was so confused the whole movie. Like, the whole movie, I wasn't sure what was going on and why we're underground and what's happening. And... Um, so the whole time I didn't get who's really, and it's been a while since I saw Ghost Protocol, um, but I did like Ghost Protocol a lot because Jimmy Renner. But um, not really the reason. That's not the only reason. Yeah, my, I just was confused the whole movie, and I probably would have liked it better if I saw all the other ones. But as like an action movie, I wasn't a huge fan of this movie, and I don't get why everybody loved it. But because that's just me. That's, it's just amazing. Just that's what you're saying. Just no. um, and I did not like Henry Cavill. Like oh God, I did not think great. he did very he good. I did not think he did very good he at this movie's character. Oh, really I had. The, this. I love that so I, much. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Like, Henry Cavill. <laughs> that's Henry what Cavill. Ben said. That's all I would <laughs> to see it. This is very attractive. I objectively he's speaking, he's a Remember the scene? I, well, I only saw the trailer, but remember when he, like, threw Tom Cruise, like, yeah. over, through a wall and he, like, broke through it's the wall? It's not Tom Cruise, but yes, I know. Or whatever. I thought it was. I wanted that man to be me. Like, is this a PG-13 movie where they're like the blood oh, is just all over the floor? Like, they're slipping on the blood, like each other. I'm like, that's a that was a great hand, like fight scene. In the it bathroom. was a really good one. Um, I love the whole dynamic between uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character. I really and like her character. Tom Cruise. If you saw Rogue Nation, you would know who she is. But I guess did you? Yeah, I know who the person was. Rogue Nation really helps with that. Like you get to see yeah. their arc and it's because like, I yeah. was, I thought Rogue Nation was great. I felt like it was like a lack of so I was missing something. And I feel like if I watched Rogue Nation and Fallout together, I got the whole complete thing that I wanted. Yeah, I have. I'm so confused. Because like so confused. Fallout was great payoff to me and a great. I don't know. I think it was just a great mission movie in general. I really do genuinely believe that it had enough character moments in it and it. Um, a story that made sense. They had like a 15 minute like exposition dump at the beginning and I was like, ah, who cares? It helped me. Like, yeah, I it gave you, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what happened. Also, I knew that, I got, never mind, I'm not gonna spoil the movie. And then, um, uh, I liked, what did I like? 
I like something. It's a good question. What do you like about this movie? Everything. Uh, no. Great humor. Very great humor. What? What humor? I don't remember laughing at all during this movie. Simon Pegg's in the movie. Everything you almost said was a joke. Him and Ving Rams back and forth. I don't remember a good yeah, joke in that movie, but okay. There were some great moments with suspense. Like it hit every like every like, every different genre. Mm-hmm. Like there was a little bit of everything in there. Except for I don't know if horror was in there, but I mean when they're like doing the deal at the beginning, like it's very suspenseful. Okay. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. I bottled the movie. And uh, yes. he was good, but like I couldn't help but like think of like SNL and like Dirty Rock when I saw Alec Baldwin. So every time he was on the scene, you know, I wanted to laugh, even though he's saying like very like non-laughing things. That that was a that was a that's not more of a personal thing, and I felt like that took myself out of the movie a bit. But it wasn't because of him; he was doing good. Like, it was just me. So, yeah. Can't can't crap on that. I recommend going back in time and seeing it and the biggest thing that you can see yeah. it. I wouldn't, but <laughs> that's my opinion. Uh, I was actually, I went to the drive-in to see this and every single person in the car did not like this movie. It was either, hey, don't call my friends out. Anyways, it was either this or the Meg and after that we all look at each other we're like, yeah. Have seen the Meg. No, okay. Listen, I love the Meg, and that's a different story. It would have been funny to see it though. Like it wasn't, in, you know. Uh, been funny. We're, we're, we're talking about the Meg in the first place. So. Okay. Uh, next movie, Eighth Grade. Oh, Terrence right. go. <laughs> well, I like to point out multiple times earlier this year, and I think a couple times on podcasts too. I was like, yeah. "Hey guys." Jarvis, fuck off with 8th grade. We want to see this fucking bullshit. <laughs> uh, what? Exact- I don't remember <laughs> saying exact- that, but okay. <laughs> uh, Kieran, did you like 8th grade? Alright, Jarvis. You know how I am. I've told you um, kind of, uh, a bunch of times that Bo Burnham, I respect the man, but I'm not a huge fan of him. So I didn't know how I was feeling about seeing this movie 8th grade. I went with my brother. He convinced me. He's like, let's go see 8th grade. Kieran, get it. We support the indie six. Uh, so, uh, so we went to see it, period, and I was thoroughly happy I saw that movie um, because it was so relatable to like being in middle school and trying to trans- transition between the eighth grade and ninth grade. That like that weird, awkward phase of life, and I'm like, I just look at this girl, and I'm like. I've been in these scenarios, not every single scenario, but I've been in a lot of these scenarios, and it was well acted throughout, uh, well written, like, it has the heavy uh, emotional parts, great comedic beats in it. Um, it. Honestly, people should, I think people should see this movie, because I think it's a movie a lot of people can relate to. I agree. And I... It, it won me over. I didn't think I was going to like it. I saw it, and I loved it. It's probably in my top... I want to say top five movies of the summer, because I thoroughly it. Very, very happy to hear that, and, and I do agree. Um, especially because it's not just relatable to people going from 8th to ninth grade, but relatable to anyone trying to transition or just overcome yeah. something that they feel they can't. But they can, though. They just don't realize it yet. Uh, 
and also impressive because most of the actors are children and the child mm-hmm. acting is actually yeah, pretty good that, especially that, yeah. uh, sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no yeah I know the girl she hadn't acted like the lead girl was there's just like first time Elsie Fisher what's her name sorry Elsie Fisher I think Elsie Fisher the only work that I that I know for sure that she's done before is the voice of Agnes from Despicable Me the, oh, the girl that's—it's so fluffy. The unicorn. Oh, that's her. Yeah, that's not oh, cool. But so this would be like her first like live act. Live, yeah, 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 that's yeah. cool. Yeah. she was really good. She was. And then the father too. Oh like, my god! Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he got nominated for no, Supporting yeah. Actor. He was The father's performance in uh, Eighth Grade. I don't know. You, I'm guessing you guys have. You guys didn't. No, I have. I've seen Eighth Grade. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, do you want me to... You guys are going back and forth, so... No, I'm just going to say The Father with Jarvis, great performance. He reminded me of the English teacher I had, and I'm just like, oh, oh it's just great performance. I want him to get all the effect. Taylor, what do you think of it? No, I liked the movie. Um, I was excited for it come out. I did think it was, for me, a little bit overhyped. Maybe that is why I didn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> Overhyped. Over Literally, it was all over my social media. Everything was eighth grade, eighth grade, eighth grade, eighth grade, eighth grade. That's because I feel like that's because of the media. Social social media is like all the independent. That's true. I really liked it though. Um, I didn't love it, I will say that, but I did really like it. Um, it had great moments, the acting was phenomenal. Um, the directing was great. Uh, I did feel like, for me at least, the pacing was weird. Um, to where, like, I can't really explain it, but like, it wasn't off, but it wasn't on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I get, like, why there, like, a lot of the scenes were very awkward is because, like, eighth grade was awkward. Um, and I get why the director chose to do that, but I wasn't a huge fan of some some certain scenes, not all of them, but certain scenes. Um, but I did really like this movie. Here's a fun fact. The original title was going to be The Coolest Girl in the World, which, if you've seen the film, mm-hmm. you'll see why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I, I feel I like three is a better Yeah, I really did love the relationship between the daughter and the dad, like, yeah. that hit home. That was really great. Wolves in the box. That's all my wolves in the box. That was like, yeah, that's no. fun. Uh, uh, and also, there's a certain scene in a car was probably... Oh, no. Scariest yeah. fucking shit the entire no, year. On, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It was honestly one of the most terrifying scenes in this movie. It, and I was... Spoilers for eighth grade. Yeah, I'm not gonna Spoilers. say anything about it because I think it's I, the intensity yeah. and the scariness of it comes from the fact of not knowing what's gonna yeah. happen. No, but I was very didn't know. I, like I was, it was unexpected, and mm-hmm. I was just it was like my stomach was like upset oh. watching this. Oh. I didn't, it was that intense. I, in a movie like this, you're not expecting this scene to happen. And yeah. You're making me want to watch Eighth Grade. It's a great yeah. movie, Carly. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. I recommend I it. Do it. I appreciate that it's like the realistic portrayal. Like, 
It's not sugar coating it. I feel uh, the director said, Bo Burnham said this about it. He was trying to create a film about kids and not for kids. And I think that shows. And I think that's why he was really adamant about having the R rating still, because he didn't want to make it marketable. He wanted it to be authentic. Great movie. Uh, next is Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Yes. Ah, oh, this movie was a great way to end this summer. Uh, Lord, we're, this is the last one. This is the last movie. Yeah. Black Klansman. Oh. And then we're talking. Just we're just like. Oh. Mentioning these. <laughs> Yeah, Black Klansman was a great way to end the summer. Came out on my birthday. Fun fact: the um, my good fr- I saw it with my good friend Emma, and um, I she asked me to see this movie, and it was an indie movie, and I was so happy that someone asked me to see an indie movie that doesn't normally see indie movies. Shout out to Emma. Uh, anyway, Black Klansman, back to the movie. Uh, it was amazing. I thought it, I mean, I think this is one of Spike Lee's best, in my opinion. That doesn't say much, though. Apparently, he yeah, doesn't have. Uh, yeah. No, and he said the Coen brothers and the fact that, like, they're up and then they're down. Yeah. yeah so uh, I think this is one of his, one of his better ones um but i thought the acting was phenomenal the script was amazing pacing was great uh so, okay sir uh, i like, like we didn't need you to say oh yeah a lot of it was <laughs> as some as a certain person would say too on the nose it was there was just some things I mean, I was fine with the we gotta make America great again when like the guy was walking by. What was a little bit? They had a whole scene where they were walking down the stairs. Him and um, yeah, the the main guy. What was his name? I forget what his name was. But um, Ron. Yeah, Ron Stallworth. Him and I guess I don't know his chief. But they're having this conversation where it's like, oh, this is never gonna happen again. A white man going this path. Like, don't you say that. It may happen again. Like, it was, like, full-on, they're, like, talking. Yeah, and I know that the guys, like, literally, like, slowed down and, like, mm-hmm. basically took the whole conversation and was, like, so you're saying yeah. that... <laughs> I'm, like, uh, wait, are you... Um, and it, if the... Like, this movie was literally screaming at you. I love that it did that, but some people aren't that political so like i get why people have issues with it but and if you don't know the movie screaming at you you will when it ends because it's definitely oh yeah at the the <laughs> ending if you didn't know if it was it's two on the nose the ending was very right but i mean a lot of people i like i'm the only person that i know that actually likes the ending because like the whole I, okay i got chills watching the ending no i i, I, like, I got emotional it. watching the ending yeah but i feel like it kept going and going Going and then and leaving the theater, it made me not like, oh, we should change. It made me realize we no, were fucked. We are I didn't like people. the. F- I honestly <laughs> didn't like the flag thing that at the end, like it made yeah, it. It was up. Uh, it was just very quiet, and it was like. Ship in distress. We need help. And that's what it meant. I don't. I just like. It's a sailing technique, apparently. If they, I don't know. It just didn't work in my like the, the whole like montage thing worked but like 
then when they did the flag, it was just like. I think the montage just went on for a bit more. I think I like the flag thing. I just I feel like the montage did go on for a bit too long. Like I got what they were doing. It felt it felt long personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like like my I love this movie because it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And like it just like does like so many things that you just didn't expect, and the fact that it's like a true like based on a true story too. Like, it's just, like, a lot of, like, different aspects to it, and, like, I know it's, like, a very political movie, and, like, it's well, screaming at you, but at the same time... also directed it, so you have yeah, to expect it. But, so. like, at the same time, you know, the shit is still, like, happening. Like, there's people who have those ideas that are mm-hmm. out there, and that was the whole point of that screaming at the end, to showcase, like, they literally showed... Like people march. I remember when that happened. The whole like torch thing of these white supremacists. Like that happened like, like yeah, that it literally, literally happened. Was a year. Yeah, it literally happened last year. Yeah. And then before that, like a bunch of other shit happened. And then like the guy like driving the car, like hitting a mm-hmm. bunch of people. You know, it's things that people should still know about. Like yeah, like maybe it was overkill. But in my opinion, I think that people should be very aware of the country that they're living in and the people who are living. Country. Sure, I understand. I just think it, it took it, it took it a bit more than it needed to take it. I maybe still, I feel like, but maybe that was the point. You know, it was supposed to make you like be like, okay, stop. I get it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, fuck, this is this shit is annoying. Yeah, I feel like it was to bring it back to the modern day because it was a biopic. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's a biopic about this. Amazing guy, but also Ron Stoll. I just yeah, I love that. Um, but just showing like how it like even though it is a biopic, it does relate, and there is still issues. So like just just thinking about the movie, not to touch on like the political stuff, you know. But uh, the guy who played Ron Stallworth was John David Washington, which I didn't know was Denzel Washington's son. I had no idea. Uh, he was great. Um, Adam Driver killed it. In this movie, um, everyone killed. Everyone, everyone did. Everyone. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, even like the people who played Ron the Star Wars, I was like, like you know, I was wondered about like actors who like play those roles because they really have to like. Topher Grace killed it as David Duke. Yeah, uh, he was great in this movie, and I love the conversations that they had on the phone between. There were so many good moments in this movie that were like, like not dark, but like not dark and funny but like like the moment when they were taking the picture and he oh, yeah. <laughs> I love and that, that. Was, apparently that's true that actually happened <gasps> really just, uh, didn't they show the picture at, like the real picture at the end no I no, they didn't they I wanted them to yeah I don't know I mean he still has his card too the real, the real Ron Silver still yeah. has his Ku Klux Klan card yeah oh that's cool Oh, I just think it's like a crazy um, amazing story. The only thing yeah. that I didn't like not like her, but I wasn't like I was like eh, was the, the girl? The yeah the black student the black president. Student president. I thought she was a very interesting character. She was yeah. interesting, but like she was very like I like very the forceful. Yeah, I mean yeah. you still see that today though. There's moments like that. There's always like the more militant people who are very, very angry, and you know they have the right to be angry. Yeah, I, but sometimes that's not always like the best. And I liked how this movie wasn't shy on being like, "Oh, this is 
what she's saying is 100% accurate. They showed that, like, maybe she wasn't... Yeah, they just showed, like, the two extremist sides. They showed the two sides. And then also... And Ron Starworth was literally the perfect medium because he was literally, like... Honestly, like he, saw, he, he was like thoughts, and he was, but he still was a black. And yeah, to do with the- I loved the scene where they did like the back and forth between like the black student union meeting and then like the Oof, because what it, a good okay scene. they were showing how like um, even though they're both extremists, there's yes. obviously one that's worse than the other, yeah. and I love that they did that. So yeah, the black student union. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a beautifully <laughs> edited scene. It was so good. And then the scene where like they were watching oh, the the, so the fucking what's it called the the birth of a nation. Oh, that was that like was, right after that scene. That was so uncomfortable. I was like, Jesus Christ! Birth of a nation stuff. Yeah. Oof. It opens and the movie opens with Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. That great shot from Gone with the Wind. Oof. Yeah. Watch that in editing class. And wait, was it was that Alec Baldwin in the beginning? Yeah, he's just yelling at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Great, Alec Baldwin's everything. Literally. <laughs> no, uh, what was I going to say? Alec Baldwin was great in that. He was. That was he was only in it for a little bit. But he was Literally, great. that was his only role in it, and he killed him. The scene, I thought, uh, it was a, a great Harry Belafonte was in it as, mm-hmm. I think that's his name. I'm yeah. sorry this. No, I think it. Yeah, uh, but uh, he's in it. He gives a great, like, true story account of, like, this lynching occurred that occurred. Great story, great told. I thought it was weird at some points uh, when they, because it, during his uh, story time, it's like cutting away to the, the faces of the Black Student Union. Mm-hmm. But also, then it started doing, like, Floating head type thing. I did not like that. Yeah. It made me like. I, get what, I was no, like, no, I liked it because I, I understood what he was trying to do. I know what he did, but then he kept doing it over and yeah. over. It was a bit much, but yeah. like I, I like and I knew what he was doing with that. You know, he was kind of to like yeah. these are the faces of the movement. Yeah, thing. but these it felt the weird, listening. a little bit weird as it kept going on and on. Maybe it went on too long, but like I see what you're talking about. To me, like uh, I like it's a great scene. So, but like because what. He's saying is something that's very deep, personal, and just be hearing this. But then that just took me out of the scene of it. Was just these keep these floating head things kept showing up. Yeah. I was like, oh. I thought that was an interesting technique and like an interesting yeah. choice. The scene I did love, I love the scene as personally was uh, when Ron Starworth is on the date with. I don't know, remember what the, the actress is, the, the character's name is. Uh, the girl from Spider-Man Homecoming. She, really? That was, the, what? that was Tom Holland's crush. Yeah! Oh my god! Wow. The girl that she was he Liz asked in the, Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming? She was Liz in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, oh god, whoa. I don't know that. Yeah. She's older than I thought, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, yeah, they yeah. did a good job with hair and makeup. I oh, I love the, yeah, I love the scene that when they were doing the dancing. That was great. Oh, yeah. I love, but I dig the scene when they're walking down the bridge and they're just talking about black Oh, the black exploitation. Yeah, and the way it was shot, too, was like straight out of like a 1970s black exploitation. Like, keep well, them far away and wipe them walk towards the camera. Yeah. That was like, great. Yes. It was like an homage. Yeah. yeah. And, the, 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 and the poster just flashed on screen too. I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah. 
Black Klansman was amazing, honestly. I recommend you seeing it when it comes out on I, Amazon. I, I, uh, thinking about it, it definitely helped me come more on this movie. Because right when I left the movie, I didn't. I had a weird feeling. I was like, I don't know if I love it. I still don't know if I love it, but I think it's a movie people should see. And yeah, I definitely think it's not as good as Blind Spotting. I will say that, but I'm not comparing the two. I'm saying that Blind Spotting was my favorite <laughs> film of the summer. Okay, and I'll say the same thing. My eighth grade, it was good, but not as good as Blind Spotting. Because that's a watch Blind Spotting. Everybody, let's just just when it comes on DVD. Okay, Listen. we're all gonna come over to my apartment and watch Blind Spotting. Speaking of movies that we should see, let's go to our honor. So, oh, transition. Uh, <laughs> Arnold mentions uh, some movies that a few of us enjoyed. Maybe a few of us didn't. Yeah. So uh, a few that you might want to put on your list if you're listening. Uh, Tag. Um, yes. That was entertaining. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor is the uh, Fred Rogers documentary. Um, Please watch it. It was really great, honestly. I, I was moved, like... Oh, I, I think I almost... I, I don't know if I did cry, but I cried almost... I definitely cried, cried at the end. Not gonna lie. But that was good. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp, obviously. It was, it was, good. So it's good. It was really it was, it was a It was entertaining. See it just for... I'm gonna give you two names. Paul Rudd and Michelle Pfeiffer. There's a certain scene in that movie. Just see it for that certain scene. And then, I guess, the Teen Titans Go movie? Yes, alright. I'm the only one here who's seen this film. But Teen Titans Go to the Movies uh, is a movie you should watch, alright? Uh, it is... You think See the trailer, you probably think, oh, it's just a stupid kids movie. But it's very well written. It's very meta, very self-aware. And it makes fun at other superhero movies. It's basically a movie about superheroes trying to get a superhero movie made about them. And it's really funny. And... It is it is a kids movie, so it has a bunch of kids jokes. But if you're a fan of Teen Titans, watch them. Does it make fun of Teen Titans Go itself? Yes, it does. It Good. does make fun of Teen Titans Go itself Good. and how stupid they can be, and how they it, it, it self-deprecates them. That's and true. then of course the the internet went by went nuts because there's a post-credit scene. It's not post-credit; it's like in the middle. Okay. Where the the original Teen Titans show up, it's like. We're the Teen Titans. We know how to get back to the real world, and then just fades away. I'm like, what? I, I that's probably a promo for the live action movie. No, 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 no. It was the end. No, because it was like the original animated. Yeah, uh, I, I know, but pro- probably like, oh, we know how to get back to the real world. So like, uh, no, it was. Oh, like, I get it. No, because they, it apparently, uh, if this if this movie, I don't know if it did, but if it makes two hundred million dollars, then they're gonna do a reboot of the old. They're gonna do the old show again. That sounds like. But I feel like that was stupid. I feel like they're gonna do another season of the because the original Teen Titans just ended, right? It just didn't have a wrap up. Yeah, and Cartoon Network season of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Cartoon Network plays like nothing but Teen Titans Go. If you look at the lineup, yeah. it's like ninety percent of all the slots are Teen Titans Go. So not letting their cash cow go that easily. But yeah, go see it. Okay. Yeah, uh, another honorable mention is Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, such a cute movie. And it's so pretty. It is, and it's very like, there's a lot of plot holes in this movie, but it doesn't oh, matter. It doesn't matter because it's a rom-com, and it was very entertaining. If anything, 
I think the wedding scene, which is the wedding scene, the was wedding so scene beautiful. The, the price oh, of admission, I love and you it. just like just beauty because <laughs> it's just like an incredibly so beautiful scene. Yeah, and I just thought that I mean it was super interesting um, because I mean it was all like there wasn't like a white person in it. It was like all Asians. So I thought that that was really important. Um, very pretty. Yeah, it was really it's pretty. It's a movie filled with pretty people. Yes. And then, um, last one I'm gonna mention is Christopher Robin. Uh, oh, this was such a cute movie too. I love this movie. Um, anything to do with Winnie the Pooh, I get like super emotional about. So I was like crying with him. The trailer. Yeah. I first watched the trailer, brought me to tears. <laughs> Because it was just like, there's this feeling. I know, that's like, that's oh how I God. felt. When I saw them on screen, it literally took me five minutes, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm crying already. I'm crying already. <laughs> it was a very cute movie. Very cute. Uh, I haven't seen it, but like... <laughs> it, it, I, like, I'm watching it, and in my left, I like this movie a lot. Uh, it's a movie called Hook. Uh, it had a lot of similarities to Hook, and I felt that it was a good... It was a good movie, a nice cute movie that you should probably see. Bring your family to see it. So cute, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh killed it every time. He's on every the time, movie. every time. The voice is just like, when, oh my god. Okay, like, when he started singing like, the exercise yeah, song, oh. I was done, man. I was like, yes, yes. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Well. Are we doing like a final also, wrap up? Just for note. Teen Titans Go only made forty-eight million. Well, so. I guess there's no uh, no reboot or another season. They probably still won't make it. Who cares? It doesn't probably make that cost that much to make. Yeah, that show. the movie only cost ten million, which is not that lot, especially for animation. Yeah, and we had to spend it all on the live action television show. Oh, that's a horrible. It, it looks so bad. It looks. It look. made me nauseous. <laughs> Fuck that. Let's wrap up before we go. I'm trying to. Y'all keep talking. Excuse me. Uh, talking on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah, you guys keep talking as you did like five minutes on first performance. All right, guys. Well, that's our show. Um, next week, we're going to uh, be reviewing A Simple Favor with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and in the meantime, you guys should follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, A Few Good Movies podcast on Instagram. Uh, and then, obviously, on Facebook, too. And then for Twitter, it's AF. <laughs> GM GM Podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Wow. What a, what a... It took a while. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, or some. And if you have any questions or suggestions for our podcast, please email us at a few good movies podcast at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, we are so <laughs> trash.